If you're doing all the things and it's not working, check for toxins like mold, Bridget Danner. And like Drake says, you only live once. Check out this episode. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about mold, toxic mold. And could you have it? Could be the reason why brilliant health eludes you. Stay tuned. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are going to talk about how Drake says you only live once, but more than that, if you're only, since you only get to live once, you want to make it the best life possible. And if you're doing all the right things and it's not working, you've got to check for toxins and mold is one of the first things you should check for, because that could be the barrier between you and what's optimum for you. I know a lot of you know that you have a hormone imbalance, but you think that that is the only problem. And a lot of times your hormones are imbalanced because they're reacting to other things in your environment like mold. So sometimes you have to address the thing that your hormones are reacting to in order to get your hormones in line. We're going to talk more about this in this episode. And my guest today is kind of like a mold goddess. If there is such a thing, <laughs> she would be the mold goddess. I really love my practitioner's who became experts because they had to save themselves. They are passionate beyond a fault, and they sometimes dig deeper than everybody else because their life depended on it, and Bridget is no exception. She's hosting, she just wrote The Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide, Take Back Your Home, Health, and Life with Bridget Danner, which is available for pre-order depending on when you're listening to this. It doesn't come out till, I believe, April 4th, and she is the host of the Toxic Mold Masterclass that starts on February 24th. Fifth, which you don't want to miss, even if you don't think you have a mold problem. Over 50% of the homes in America are estimated to have mold contamination. So that's about half of us who really need this information. But if you're just going to your corporate HMO doctor's office, you probably don't even know that this is a possibility. So you might want to check it out. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Bridget, and then we'll get started. Bridget Danner has been a licensed acupuncturist since 2004 and a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner since 2015. After losing everything to toxic mold, I mean everything, Bridget now educates about toxins and how to detoxify through a functional approach. You can find her at BridgetDanner.com and on Instagram at Bridget.Danner. Welcome, Bridget. Hi, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Nice to reconnect. 
And I'm super excited to have you on, super excited about your masterclass, which depending on when you are listening to this may have happened already because it starts on February 21st, because Bridget is going to be teaching about all things mold on her masterclass. In fact, why don't we start with you just talking a little bit about that? You could even include, well, how did you get to be one of the top mold experts? Yeah. And and just so people know, because we don't know when this is coming out, that event will live on forever. So even if you find this in the summer, it'll be like seven days free access whenever. So that's awesome. Yeah. So just to touch on that event, it's sort of like these online summits you may have attended what we are calling it a masterclass. Actually, every presentation but one is a slide presentation. And to get all these experts to do do a slide talk on their their expertise was awesome. So we have pretty much two full days on the home testing and remediating your home and like them protecting your home for the long term and non-toxic living. So that's awesome. And we've got, you know, different speakers on protocols and what they're doing, which is awesome because you can actually see what's emerging in this community of mold treatment. Actually, a lot of limbic system treatment was what came up. Food sensitivities, something that came up a lot. And then we talk about like co-infections with Lyme and parasites and stuff like that. So it's really a great resource. Uh, I'm excited. And how I got into all this, it's interesting because the whole reason I got into natural medicine is because I was an environmentalist. Like from a young, young age, I was into that. So I was like, I want to be in a field that teaches people to live more aware. But then I just started to kind of do my practice like everyone does. And Almost that got kind of put on the side. I was also living in Portland, Oregon, so everyone was super green anyways. And then I got my own environmental illness of toxic mold pretty severely and had to deal with that in my life, in my personal life, in my personal health. And then I really just wanted to teach about it and talk about it. So I started just talking more about like detox techniques and how to detox. And then over time really moved into the mold specialty because I, I do think there's still a big gap there. So I'm excited that I get to talk about environments and clean living, which is what I've always wanted. And then I can really dig into this specialty in mold, which I know super intimately. And I think my whole career kind of has supported, right? Like kind of like you, like you may have started somewhere else, some other field, but it, that all the experiences inform you with what you specialize in now. So I can pull in things about digestion and hormones and energy and stuff that I already kind of knew about and how it affects all that. Yeah. Can you share with everyone? Cause I know that for you and me, we're, we're kind of in this field and mold is probably a topic of conversation every single day with every single client or potential client. But for the average person going to their $30 HMO corporate medical doctor, it is never mentioned. So no. how, can you share a little about your story and how what clued you in that this was a problem and how you figured that out and maybe just tie it to what they might be experiencing and how they might start investigating it? Yeah, I mean, I think my story is a little typical, sadly, of a lot of stories, which is I went undiagnosed that mold was a factor. You know, I was in, living in a home, I didn't know there was any problems with it. And it took probably about eight years till I found out I had mold. And in that time, I just had various symptoms coming and going, you know, with I had anxiety, insomnia, chronic pain, breakthrough bleeding, gut issues. 
a lot of immune issues, like getting sick too often, um, having a lot of like chills. And they would kind of come up and down, right? Like in the summers, they would be better. And, you know, I was working a lot on my diet. I was really taking chemicals out of my home. I was just active trying to fix myself. That's kind of what got me into functional medicine, much like you. Like I was like, there's got to be more. So I was just learning all the time, learning about the adrenals. So some things would help for sure. Like the way I was eating was helping and this and that, but you really ultimately cannot get better when the source of your problem is all around you. You know, if you're in your home eight to 24 hours a day, whatever it is, you're going to keep getting sick. So there are a lot of symptoms associated with toxic mold because it's just a, a complete body stressor. It creates chronic inflammation, which can manifest as mood issues, weight gain. You can have respiratory issues. Common in kids is like ADHD or asthma. People can have skin issues. Definitely gut issues are super, super common. So I think there's so many people out there chasing their gut symptoms, but they don't know that mold is a cause behind them. So unfortunately, lots of different symptoms. We can talk more about it. And then as far as your home goes, and sometimes it's it's hard to tell, but in retrospect, we had a, a basement that was chronically too high of humidity. We should have had a dehumidifier in there the entire time. We had some poor drainage on our home, like our gutters draining towards the home instead of away from the home. And then we had some building errors that we definitely had no idea about. This is is an old small home that had been added to a few times you know, so it was like a hundred year old home. So the windows had been installed incorrectly. Additions had been made incorrectly. So there was leaking in the basement. There was leaking behind the walls. And so studs were like moist and moldy. You can't see that stuff. It's in the walls. So, you know, looking back, I can see that there were some things we, we could have known about if we were more aware of mold. We just weren't. But it can happen in newer homes too when they're built too tightly, when there's humidity from just outdoor humidity or maybe like your washer dryer or your shower aren't venting correctly. So basically anytime there's a moisture issue in a home and our homes are built of wood and drywall and various materials, if that's sitting wet, mold can grow and it grows in these different cycles and stages that I've been learning about. And really the root issue is you have a moisture issue in your home chronically. So one thing I'm kind of learning lately is we can get all excited about different species and testing and stuff, but the root issue is the moisture issue. So I think sometimes we need to like step back from all the excitement of, of lab testing and stuff and and just say, okay, what what is the core issue? Why my home is staying wet or, you know, what wetness wasn't fixed correctly. Um, and that's a health issue, but also like a homeowner issue, right? Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking mold is probably one of the hardest things to diagnose it. There are usually many years delay in people actually receiving a diagnosis and it's hard to treat. And this issue of dampness in the home to me, it's kind of the same issue in the body. It's dampness that causes it to be so hard to treat. And I know that your forte really is in the treatment, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time just talking about how would you even know you had a problem? So just a couple more questions about that. 
someone's going to their corporate medical doctor, they're just getting the pill for every ill, irritable bowel, antispasmodic, you know, really no answers. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, then they've already gotten their eyes opened a little bit. But say someone's new here, and this is the first episode they're hearing, what's your suggestion for them? Well, for checking the home, is that what you mean? For saying, oh, I might have mold, what's going to be their first step? They're still in the corporate medical system. Got, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what would even be their first step? I would say maybe two clues. One is like just issues aren't resolving are worsening. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not meant to get sicker and sicker <laughs> every year or, you know, just have these stubborn issues, right? It's not like mm-hmm. just some of us are meant to have IBS. There's a, a reason. And then second, which may seem a, a little harder and a little bit more of a learning curve is, is just thinking about your space. So did you have a big dishwasher leak? Did you have, were you in a hurricane? You know, do you kind of have a musty smell? Do you have high humidity? Think about the same at your workplace. Those are probably the two biggest places you spend time. I just had a client a few days ago. She's working in the same hospital 10 years. She got diagnosed with cancer about six years ago and is still dealing with some issues. And she's positive on her urine test. And so we started talking about where she's at. And there have been different flooding incidents in her hospital building where she's worked for 10 years, 40 plus hours a week. So sometimes we don't like think about it until we stop to think about it. So I just, I hope as I, you know, I'm doing more talks and all this, I'm just getting people to start thinking, oh, maybe that, that is a problem. That, you know, that moisture, that flood. Yeah, I've read estimates, you can tell me if this is true or not, that over 50% of the home and commercial buildings in the United States are affected by mold. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. And if you think about a building's entire life cycle, probably every building's going to have water damage at some point, right? Like, what are the chances it won't? What are the chances you'll never have a toilet leak, you'll never have a weather incident, probably every single building will be affected at some point and whether or not that gets remediated correctly within 48 hours is a big question mark. You know, often it's not, especially if it's behind the wall, you know, right? You're, you've got a leak in the bathroom sink and the plumbing somewhere. You may go on for years without knowing. Yeah, it's so true. Back when I practiced just regular OBGYN, we had some type of leak in the roof. And in my office, all the way down the wall, the sheetrock wall, there was a leak and didn't mold start growing there. And my staff was freaking out. And they're like, you shouldn't go in there. And this is before I started my... (laughs) root cause resolution approach journey. And I was clueless as a regular doctor that this was a problem. And I was, I would continue to defiantly work in that office. <laughs> Meanwhile, You're like, staff, no, no, don't be a baby. <laughs> right, exactly. Like we doctors can do. Now I look back and it just makes me cringe. And I, you know, I can't help but know that that was part of the problem. So for everybody listening, I love this quote you shared. If you're doing all the right things and it's not working, 
Check for toxins. I love that you say this because I think that's the hallmark message from this episode is if you're doing what I call all the things and your health is not where it's supposed to be, then you got to check for toxins and mold would probably be top on the list, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's it's really common. I'm getting more and more, you know, worried about its hormonal connection. It has so many connections, but coming from the women's health space like it, you you are as well, I'm really worried that it's just not being even considered as a source. And yeah, like doing all the right things that really came from my own background. And it's so defeating, right? I'm sure you have clients like this. And there's just, it's just so hard to be going to these appointments. And, you know, I was making my own bone broth, I was literally doing all the things and to still be getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. It's just the worst feeling. Yeah, But it's right. I just mm-hmm. like, you know, keep looking under every rock, like, please, because it's not you, it's something else. So please keep looking. Absolutely. And you touched on that mold interacts with hormones. I don't think that's very obvious to most women. Can you help them understand how mold impacts their hormones? Yeah, I honestly think I could write a book just on this. So maybe (laughs) at some point. So one reason is, well, okay, think about the biggest way you're exposed to mold as you're breathing it. So you're inhaling right into your nose, like these VOCs and these mycotoxins and these, these bacterial fragments that are coming off the water damage right up into your brain, basically. Like that information goes right to your brain and those little mycotoxins, can travel like anybody's business. They can be hydrophilic, they can be lipophilic, so they can travel like into cells basically through any membrane. So they're coming right up through your nose into your limbic system processes that information, which is why we get a lot of like anxiety and PTSD kind of issues from mold. And it gets into your brain and your hypothalamus pituitary. It's right there. Like if you look at the picture, if you kind of visualize just coming right through your nose into the hypothalamus pituitary, which becomes inflamed and then doesn't work correctly. So you can have suppressed hormone production, which I was experiencing for years and just being told it was stress. So that's like a big one right there. And if you're trying to get pregnant or you're trying to make it through menopause or whatever, that's going to be a problem. Another problem is a lot of mycotoxins have an estrogenic effect. So I think just depending on your genetics, you could go kind of low hormone or you could go super high estrogen, kind of estrogen overload from the mycotoxins. And then it can also affect your weight, which, you know, fat tissue is making more estrogen. So that can be now coming into play. It's burdening your liver and actually making your liver cells not work correctly. So now you're having some problems detoxing hormones, and then it's disrupting your gut. And now you can have another problem detoxing hormones through that bacterial pathway or through elimination. So that's even just a sampling. We could probably come up with (laughs) 25 more ways it's affecting your hormones. But can you imagine, you know, how many people maybe are out there dealing with mold and thinking, oh, it's just my age or it's just this or that. And they're dealing with this like potent hormone disruptor. 
Oh my gosh. It's, it breaks my heart and that's why I do what I do, but I love how you outlined that. So you just meant rattled off five ways that mold impacts your hormones. I want to highlight a few of them because this is super important. You mentioned about that it goes through your nose. Most people aren't aware that the shortest way to get in, quickest way to get into your brain is through your nose. That's why cocaine addicts put cocaine. <laughs> I was just going to say, nose. yeah. Some people know it. <laughs> Some people know it because the the olfactory nerve, the end, one ending is on the inside of your nose and the other is right in your brain. So you know, these species that infect us don't do it just because it's a byproduct. They do it for a reason. And I love how one of my colleagues put it, Dr. Ellie Campbell. Some of you know her from the Stop the Menopause Madness Summit. She's brilliant. And she said, you know, mold are so lethal. One of the reasons why for humans, because they are very good at not killing us. Mm-hmm. and living off of us, whereas some viruses just go too far and bacteria, they, they're too acute, too virulent, and they will kill us pretty rapidly. Mold, you're probably not going to die from, but they will make you miserable for decades. And so, yeah, you know, this yeah. concept of them getting in your brain, and then you talked about their effect on our genetics and your weight and the liver and the gut. So they're there just making you miserable. They're not making you sick enough that you land in the hospital or the emergency room. They're feeding off of you as their host, but they allow you to live, but in a miserable state. (laughs) Can you relate to that, Bridget? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds so depressing. Yeah, and I think there's parallels how we do that to ourselves in other areas of life, right? Like being in the wrong career, being in the wrong marriage, right? Like (laughs) we just let it go on and on. And, but I think with mold, because there isn't much awareness, we can be, you know, working in a hospital with this for years and, and not know, and we're literally, yeah, it's making us miserable. Like as Women, we want to thrive. We want to have energy. You know, we want to have be in a good mood. And if we've got this thing constantly working against us, yeah, it's just so defeating. Like, why can't I lose weight? Why this? Why that? Well, here's one possible why. And to me, the mechanism studying all the mechanisms is so fascinating. I'm sure it is to you too, Kira. Like this little thing can do so much damage. There's so many different ways. There's so much, actually tons of studies because in animal husbandry and in in livestock production, mold has been a big issue for a long time because the feed is moldy and then it affects the health of the animals and reproduction. So there's actually been a, a ton of research on all of this. I think it's just now becoming more in our awareness as humans that it's it's affecting us too in our homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So a lot of the information does come from animals. I just want to wrap up by saying, like Bridget says, if you're doing all the right things and it's not working, check for toxins, especially mold. So let's talk a little bit about treatment because that in itself is a whole other maze and conundrum. And finding out that mold is a part of the problem can be challenging enough and may take years. And then once you find out that mold is a part of the problem, detangling that mess can seem insurmountable. So how should someone start approaching that? 
Yeah, I'll give you a little good news and all this horrible news, which is <laughs> yeah. something that moved the needle for me a lot when I was at my sickest or different things that moved a limp for me or kind of kind of kick-started detox. So sauna and coffee enema were probably my two biggest favorites when I was at my sickest. And there's things I still do today to detox. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dry brushing, which sounds so simple. I did that every freaking day when I was at my sickest and it helps so much. It's, you know, cost 10 bucks. I Epsom salt baths made my top 10 list. It's like so incredibly simple. Castor oil packs, mouth taping. That's a kind of a random one, but that actually made my top five and how much that helped me personally using a rebounder, getting lymphatic massage, making sure you're moving your body, getting outdoors. So a lot of basic things that just support healing and movement of toxins, as long as we'll talk about this next, as long as you can eliminate and handle those toxins, supporting the liver, making sure you're pooping, then then those toxins can exit. So, but yeah, for me, all those techniques that just got some movement going would pretty quickly give me another, give me a little boost of energy. And then you just kind of slowly, little by little, get those toxins out of my body. So as you're naming all these things, I'm like, amen, sister, these are the things. And you know, these are things that I recommend for people to detox in general. And I find that people are so resistant. Like you need these things, even if you don't have mold. And I'm thinking there's a song in here. Like these are a few of my favorite things. Coffee yes. enemas, right? <laughs> that song from Sound of Music. These are a few of my favorite things. When the mold comes, when the toxins flourish, when I'm feeling sluggish. I simply do some of my favorite things. And so it's like- I love coffee. that. I'm going to have to cut out that little <laughs> clip you just did and put it on my Instagram. I love it. Yes. Right. So instead of like doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodle, it's coffee and a masana and dry brush and castor oil pack and mouth tape and rebounder, limb brushing, <laughs> limb brushing and movement, outdoor excursions and liver and poop. These are the things that you- you need to move goop, right? Anyway, I'm being silly. It's exactly but right. It feels like goop. And you're living in goop if you don't move it, right? You're just feeling sluggish. You're feeling heavy, right? You're not thinking well. And nobody wants to live like that. So yeah, you got to keep it moving. And yeah, if there's another thing people get from all of this, whether or not you think you have mold, please like learn these techniques because it's going to keep you young. It's going to keep you looking good, right? Uh, you know, I think uh, as now in this point in my life, I'm more interested in that part. It's like <laughs> maintaining these habits to like keep my skin from aging, to have energy, to be able to do all the sports I wanted to do. And those are huge wins as well. Yeah. And I detox is definitely my lifestyle. We don't have our video on, but I have this poster behind me we, we made of different detox techniques. I, I almost like couldn't fit them all in the book because there's so many things you can do. You can get acupuncture, you can get chiropractic, yes. you can get cranial sacral, right? They're so juicy and fun and they all help you detox. So that's some fun, exciting news. Yeah, tell everybody about the book. Oh, yeah. It's called The Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide. Take back your health, home, and life. And 
it sounds like an obnoxious title. My team member <laughs> never came out with it, but I was like, you know, it fits because we go really through everything. We talk about the home, how to, you know, testing options, remediation options, what you can save, what you need to throw out. So there's a whole section on that. And then there's a, a lot on the detox techniques, restoring different body systems, you know, go through the gut or go through hormones because a lot of things have been affected. So we really have to be comprehensive in how to get all these systems back online. And then I talk about mindset and kind of throwing out parts of your life that you want to leave behind and things that you want to create. So it's going to create a big change and you may as well use that to your best, right? So we ended up moving to Arizona, which I never planned on, but I was ready to be done with my clinic, which I sold, you know, ended up moving to this place that I can be outside all the time and it's really lovely. Uh, so some good things can come out of it. It doesn't feel like they anything's going to come out of it when you're in it. But if you have some awareness to like have grace in the process, like let some blessings come to you, make some hard decisions for your best interest, it can actually be a real win of an experience in the long run. Yeah, I love what you're saying there because when I start with women with these on their hormone journey towards whatever, healing what really is keeping them stuck instead of mainstream pill for ill medicine, you know, one of the things that I find most women have to come to terms with is that your symptoms and your illness are calling for a greater expression of you in your life that's different than the life you're living. And it sounds like you really accepted that, like moving. Weren't you in Portland before? Yeah, I was in Portland, Oregon. No surprise there that I got a mold issue. And now I'm mm -hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. So completely different. Yeah. And I really, I think, I think it's true. It's not even necessarily just mold. It's like, because you can be in in mold and not necessarily get as as sick, but I, you know, I was in an unsupportive marriage and in a in a career setting that was dragging me down too. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, yeah, sometimes we're not seeing what isn't working for us until we have a health crisis or some other crisis, and that crisis creates an opportunity to change. And a hundred percent, I agree. Like this has brought out my personality. It's like made me make changes towards what I really want. Yeah, I'm sure you see that with women too. Like we're not always given the right playbook to have our best life. So we have to kind of often in midlife find a new playbook to, to be happy. <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, one of the things I find most women through this journey, I say you're really on a hero's journey. It's not just about I want these symptoms to go away. These symptoms are speaking to you about your life. We started by talking about, or no, actually, I'm sorry. I was doing a podcast interview about an hour ago, and we were talking about, you know, in mainstream medicine, if you have a headache and you take a medication to get rid of the headache and the headache goes away, we claim victory. But really, you've just shut your, your body's uh, early warning system off and told it, I don't want to hear what you have to say, but your symptoms yeah. are speaking to you not only about your physical health, but your mental and emotional health and well-being as well. And I find that most women, there are other components like career, self-expression, relationship, financial, that are intertwined in their physical illness that need to be answered. Those questions need to be answered in order for complete healing. Do you find that? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can kind of toss around these expressions about mind body and all that. But, you know, yeah, when you really look at it, we're all one thing. And yeah, we can, you know, mold and environmental stuff can play a factor, diet can play a factor. But a big part of my journey, especially being divorced in the last couple of few years is really like, how do I want to show up for myself? What thoughts do I want to choose? Like what beliefs give me my best life? And that's some deep work (laughs) right there. (laughs) That's a whole different kind of functional medicine, but it's so valuable, whether it's like physical symptoms speaking to you, like a knot in your stomach or low energy. We can talk about how low energy is from this or that, but a lot of low energy comes from like not being aligned in your life with what you want to do, right? So that's been a lot of my journey and I found a little bit of a voice for it in this book and in this conversation because it's hard to find the language to explain this stuff but I think it's so important and it's like really like I think I said in the master class that it's it's like we we can't just talk about what to do we also talk about like the container in which we're doing it right Mm. so how are we talking to ourselves like Are we honoring like our intuition about when it's time to rest? And all that is just as rich as like, if not much richer than taking this pill or eating this food. Like, you know, you want to feel like nourished and like you're taking good care of yourself and you love yourself while you go about these healing steps. I think what you said is super important. I hope everybody listening really hears what Bridget is saying. The container, so the content is important, but the container is vitally important. Yeah, how you do it, right? Don't just Mm -hmm. do it with a bunch of resentment (laughs) and self-judgment, you know, just really like, yeah, just really love up on yourself as you go through this process. And, you know, I love this other quote that you shared from Drake, you only live once. I sometimes think that, you know, I see this in myself and also in a lot of the women I work with, that we have this attitude, like our body should behave so we can get to where we want to be, so we can start the real life we were meant to live, and discounting the fact that right here, right now is the only moment that we get to live. That's the only life we get to live once in our life is right here, right now. (laughs) Exactly. See, yeah, we probably all guilty of like, I'll be happy when I get here. But you have to be happy with all the process. And I've, I've gotten better and better at that. Like yesterday, I was having a big freak out about money and just kind of been stretching myself career wise. And I was feeling it, but I was also like, okay with it. I was like, oh, this is where I am today. Like, I'm experiencing this and this is exactly what I'm supposed to be experiencing. And that makes the whole thing a little lighter and easier to take than thinking I shouldn't be experiencing this. Something's wrong with me. Why am I not already here? That's been a big learning for me. And I I hope that, you know, people listening are, are also getting that in their own journeys. Yeah. And I know there's some women listening right now who are getting really irritated because we're not talking about hard hitting science and mold. And I'm just going to ask those women to notice what you're noticing that you're getting irritated because we're not talking about the hard hitting science, (laughs) because that's another clue. It's like, be here now. Can you be here with what's being offered and taken and here? And I just find so much that this is a part of the work of 
healing. So do you need to know about the science of mold? Sure. Do you need to know all the detox modalities? Yes. But also you got to notice that your thoughts can be just as toxic as the mold in your home. And so you've got to mediate, remediate those as well. Right, Bridget? Oh, I like how you put that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that can be a follow-up book as well because it's so true. I mean, you can fight and struggle and worry through this whole process or you can find some grace in a thing that is, you know, very big and hard. And if you come out of it learning grace, that's like a big win compared to just like, oh, I got mold out of my body. So because that's like that grace is something you can carry with you for the rest of your life. And it's going to make your whole life more pleasant. Yes. So let's trade mold for grace. Let's get some grace and let go of the mold, moldy thoughts and moldy (laughs) homes. You're giving me so many great marketing ideas, Karen. I love this. Trade mold for grace. Remediate your thoughts. When we have our Christmas song about (laughs) like we don't need a mold remediator, Bridget. We need a thought remediator. Where can you find a good thought remediator? I I swear, like this is the work. This is the work. I am going to refer everyone to your book. So it's all ultimate tox mold recovery guide, right? Yeah, the Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide is just going to be up on Amazon. It's already on pre-order. And yeah, we, we'd love for you to check it out. And I just hope it's like a, a good resource for people. And if, if mold in particular isn't tickling you in this moment, we have a blog with tons of other info. You know, we interview, I've interviewed Kieran. So we've got lots of other content if you if you just want to explore this world. Right. And you've got freebies coming out with the book. You've got your masterclass. We'll make sure to have all the links in the show notes. You can check out her website, BridgetDanner.com. Any other places they can find you, Bridget? Um, that's the easiest, I think, is at, well on Instagram too. I like Instagram. It's um, Bridget underscore Danner, and it's my name is spelled with an I T, which is a little tricky. So B R I D G I T. Okay, got it. B R I D G I T. Got it. Okay, great. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. If you're listening and you're just getting an inkling, I think I might have a mold problem. You definitely want to check out Bridget's book, check out her masterclass. She will teach you all things mold. Any last words that you'd like to leave everyone with, Bridget? Uh, no, I'm just, I really want to thank you for this. This was just a really fun interview to to get into all the aspects of it. So thank you so much for letting, letting it kind of go there and flow there and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can make a difference in a few listeners who, who needed to hear this. Yes, I know there are people who needed to hear this. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Bridget, for joining me. I want to ask you, what are you going to do if everything you're doing, all the things are not working? What are you going to look into? So you got to look into toxins and mold is a good place to start. So don't just listen and enjoy, but please take action from the information you've heard and I will see you soon on Instagram live. I'll be back next week. And until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon. Thank you.